Hello, Gavin Preston here. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Business Mastermind podcast. This is the first of our shorter 10 or so minute Friday segments that uh, we're going to give you a snack-sized bit of content, uh, thoughts, insights, perspectives from myself, and we're going to call them Hey Presto. So for the first of the Hey Presto series, the 10 minutes, uh, I want to talk about um, how to get out of your own way. But first, I'd like to set a scene. You know, there I was, I'd completed an intensive three-year or four, actually, period of training and coaching with NLP master trainer Michael Breen, I'd completed my NLP Neuro Linguistic Programming Practitioner, my Master Practitioner, Licensed Trainer with co-founder, NLP co-founder, Dr. Richard Bandler, Master NLP Trainers, Paul McKenna and Michael Breen. I'd also completed my NLP Business Practitioner with Michael, Business Master Practitioner, assisted, worked alongside Michael on nearly every training program he ran over a three-year period and also worked alongside him in a corporate client setting as well. I just... I was like a duck to water. I loved applying the tools, the techniques, and the science of NLP in a business setting, whether that be coaching, facilitation, training, consulting, problem solving. And I was also developing the art of the application as well as the science. And at the end of one of the Michael Breen's NLP business practitioner programs I just assisted on, I went up to Michael, the mentor, you know, the master who had taught me so much and helped craft my enthusiasm, my raw enthusiasm into an effective change agent, able to hold my own amongst the best in the demanding corporate marketplace. And I said, Michael, what's next in my development? And his response, as ever, was not what I expected. His response was, get out of your own way. So today's podcast, a little 10-minute session, hey Presto, I want to talk about the things that we can do either as individuals, but more particularly as individual leaders and business owners in business, about how we can get out of our own way. The first thing we can do is to think differently. You know, same old thinking, same old results. So if we're going to change the trajectory of our business and our team, first we need to change our thinking. You know, our thinking of the past, the things that we focused on in the past, the actions we took, those have created the results that we are experiencing in the present There is often delay or an echo between the thinking and the actions and then the results that we see showing up in our world and in our business. Um, But there is a link. What we think about in the present will shape the results we experience in the future. So if you start um, to join the dots back from your current results and your actions and thoughts of 30, 60, 90 or even 120 days ago, you'll start to see patterns of how what you did, you thought about and the actions that you took back then leading to the results that you're experiencing right now. So in my 20s, I completed a university dissertation on the common traits of successful entrepreneurs. And in every case, it was clear to me that the entrepreneurs I studied not only thought differently, they used the same mindset techniques that play such a key part in their success. I was hooked. I wanted to learn as much as I could about how we run our onboard computers, our minds to improve the performance and the results. And all of my studies, the experience that I've had, working with and in and amongst and working with inside large and small businesses and my exposure to very successful business people has shown how fundamental our thinking is to our success. The work we've done on mindset with programs that I've run, such as the W Business Program that I used to run, in many cases has been the difference that makes the difference in terms of the performance of the business. It's certainly been the one thing that has changed the trajectory of the growth of that individual on that business. So, First thing uh, you can do to get out of your own way is change your thinking, change your mindset. 
so I can decide it's time for a reset. You know, if you're not getting what you want from your business and your career, take responsibility, ownership to get the results that you do want. It's very easy to blame others, the market, the conditions, the competition, the people who did not, um, you know, pay their bill, but that's not going to help you. Blame is really about a lack of personal responsibility. You know, if you hold your hand up and extend your first finger as if you're pointing at someone else, look at the other three fingers. They're undoubtedly curled up back and pointing at you. You know, whenever you're pointing one finger at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at yourself. Make a decision. If you're really committed to the goal of significantly growing your business, then make a clear-cut decision that you will do whatever it takes to achieve your goal. And that might be, for example, to double your business. The word decision comes from the Latin roots, which means to decare, to cut off. Making a decision means to cut off from any alternative path. Decide it's not only f- um, it's time not only for your business to thrive, it's also time to press that reset button in terms of the way you think and act in order to achieve your goal. Pity party over. This is my third point. Pity party over. You know, there's nothing bad in undergoing change or good in emerging from it. Marcus Aurelius. Life and business deals, you know, out tough times. You know, the times we struggle with the most are coming to terms with loss, whether that be a loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, loss of a friend, loss of a job, that promotion, that big deal, loss of an opportunity. We're feelings of grief as if we're trying to come to terms with our loss. You know, the work of Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in charting the emotional responses to bereavement has become widely known as the change curve. Hobson, Scally and Stafford reported on their research into emotional responses to change in the work. And the challenge of change was their piece of work, uh, the the paper that they wrote about this. So whether it's Kubler-Ross's work in in the realm of bereavement or Hobson and others in the realm of change in the workplace, the pattern of emotions human beings go through in response to loss follow a path of relief um, that goes from, you know, stunned to denial to anxiety to anger to despondency or ambivalence to evaluation, hope and out the other side to acceptance. The bottom of the curve of the emotional roller coaster is that despondency or ambivalence. This is where a person feels that there is no hope and that hardship will never end. This is the normal part of coming to terms with the loss. However, the danger is that some people get stuck in that depression loop where they bounce around between anger, then despondency, and they look at options only to interpret them as there's no hope, and then they bounce back to anger again. Maintain this this loop, a person has to keep thinking about all that is wrong with the current situation, and they don't move forward. They don't move on to what could improve, what could be good about the situation. So I believe we all need a certain amount of time to grieve a loss, you know, to, to experience that anger and that disappointment and even the despondency. But there comes a time when it's healthy, not necessary to accept the situation as it is, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and start to look for the good, start to look for the opportunity. You know, this too will pass. Those that get stuck in despondency by refusing to accept and move on usually tell everybody that uh, they can, who everybody will listen to them about how thing, how bad things are for them, you know. They get attention for doing so, you know. You think you've got it bad? I've got it so much worse. But keeping yourself stuck in that state, it's not serving you or not helping the people around you. So in the context of work or business, after an appropriate amount of time, grieving the loss of that opportunity, that contract, customer, that strategic partner, just decide that you are going to draw a line in the sand and... Decide when you're going to draw that line in the stand and stop throwing your own pity party. You know, 
You could say to yourself, I'm going to feel upset, I'm going to feel hacked off about this up until I go to bed on Sunday evening. But when I wake up on Monday morning, and I'm going to look for the good in that can come from the situation and I'm going to get back on the horse and get back at it, keeping focus on the goals that I want to achieve, that I'm determined to achieve. So, you know, you might be feeling bruised by the thing that you've lost, but to persist in indulging yourself in feelings of pity, it's not serving you. It's not serving your team and it's certainly not serving your customers. To turn your attention to the people that serve, so the people that you serve in your market and focus on what you can do to add more value and serve them even better. After all, it's not about you. It's about your customers. Fourth point is change the story. Now, the story is in terms of how do we get out of our own way, change the story. The story we tell ourselves is a story that binds us. You know, have you ever noticed that when someone is telling you a story about some drama that's happened in their life, it sounds as if that story, they've recounted that story um, so many times, you know, it's like a well-practiced story. Well, it's because they have. You know, if the stories we tell, you know, the soundtrack of our business and our life is one of struggle or being let down or being the victim, we find ourselves exper- experiencing more of that story that we tell ourselves. Now, unconsciously, we'll continue to play the role of the key character of own, our own story. And if that role of the key character of your own story is the victim you'll get, keep on experiencing more of that. Now, you may get attention from those prepared to listen to your story of woe, but ultimately, being the subject of people see, feeling sorry for you is not going to serve you. Instead, wouldn't it be better to get admiration for your achievements? So time to write a new story. Turn, you know, uh, turn, <clears throat> tune the setback into the idea of victory. Write the story of the Hollywood hero experiencing a setback, retreating to, you know... Uh, recover, to retrain, to enhance their skills, to improve their skill, and only to face yet another challenge of even greater proportions. One that almost defeats them again, but the hero doesn't give up on them, but instead the hero emerges as the victor. You know, write that own story. Or, in the words of Joseph Campbell, write the hero's journey and cast yourself as the hero. Tell yourself the new story, vividly imagine winning, use that feeling of excitement and elation to propel you to the realisation of your new story. My next point, ban that question. When there appears to be no light at the end of the tunnel, nothing appears to be going right, and we're convincing ourselves how bad things are, i.e. at the despondency stage of that change curve I mentioned earlier, the most damaging question any human being can ask of themselves uh, is, am I good enough? To which the mind can often convince us that the answer is no. Anyone questioning whether they're good enough is going to erode any sense of self-esteem and self-confidence and talk themselves into giving up. I would like to save you hours and hours of therapy with one heartfelt statement. You are good enough. You, know, you would not have achieved what you have so far in your business if you were not good enough. You know, we were not born with a dream to achieve anything in our life or in our business unless we have the ability to make it happen. So instead of indulging yourself in the worst question anybody can ask of themselves, list all of your achievements in your life and in your business. List all the progress that you have made in your business in the last 12 months. List all the things that you can be proud of in your business and your life. A very significant teacher and coach of mine once said to me, when you're climbing the mountain of success, how often do you pause, turn around and admire the view to see how far you've come? So turn your attention to the progress that you have made and use that fact to evidence that you are good enough. My next point, look for the opportunity in every situation. If a problem is fixable, if a solution, you know, if a situation is such that you can do something about it, then there's no need to worry. If it's 
If it's not fixable, then there's no help in worrying. There is no benefit in worrying whatsoever. You know, those are the sentiments of the Dalai Lama. Good news, you know, bad news. It's what we make of the situation. It's what we do with the hand that's dealt us that determines good or bad. Do we allow a piece of bad news or a sequence of pieces of bad news to take us out of the game? Or do we use it to spur us to turn the situation around and see what good we can make of that situation? Now, a good person uh, dies events with his own colour and turns whatever happens to their own benefit, according to Seneca. My next point is adversary, you know, builds on this adversarial growth. You know, author Paolo Coelho, you know, the guy that wrote The Alchemist, say, he tells this um, great little uh, story of a man spent hours watching a butterfly struggling to emerge from its cocoon. It managed to make a small hole, but its body was too large to get through it. After a long struggle, it appeared to be exhausted and it remained absolutely still. So the man decided to help the butterfly, and with a pair of scissors, he cut open the cocoon, thus releasing the butterfly. However, the butterfly's body was very small and wrinkled, and its wings were all crumpled. The man continued to watch, hoping that at any moment the butterfly would open its wings and fly away, but nothing happened. You know, the butterfly spent the rest of its brief life dragging around its shrunken and shriveled wings, incapable of flight. What the man, out of kindness and his eagerness to help, had failed to understand was the tight cocoon and the efforts that the butterfly had to make in order to squeeze out of that tiny hole were nature's way of training the butterfly and of strengthening its wings. Sometimes a little effort is precisely what prepares us for the next obstacle we need to face, and anybody who refuses to make that effort or gets the wrong sort of help is left unprepared for flight or unprepared for the next battle. So... Every time, so the the challenges we have in our life are our teachers. We need them. They shape us. They shape our business. We're better for them as a result of them. So whenever I've faced challenges in my business or my life, and I have emerged better for that experience, and then with uncanny timing, I've been presented with a client grappling with similar challenges, and my own experience helped me to help to be all the more effective and authentic in, in in helping them solve their problems. Now, remember, before every breakthrough, there's a breakdown. So if you, you take that attitude and when things look like they're falling apart, they're actually falling into place and that curveball thrown at you, you can start to smile. Know that it's part of the process. Be excited and energized by the question. You know, what are the things we can use? Um, you know, what are the ways in which we can use this as an opportunity and emerge out the other side in a much better sl- shape than we would have been if we'd not had that challenge? So there's some uh, thoughts for you around some of the things that you can do to get out of your own way.